listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with Giselle, Joel, and Kyrie, we're here until midnight. Then the Sports Center all night on 98.7 ESPN. Hope you had a fantabulous sports weekend. Because I say sports weekend because guess what? You had live sports. You had one of the big four in action. You had exhibition baseball locally. You had Mets and Yankees at Yankee Stadium and at City Field. You had both teams on display. And you kind of got an idea about what some of the things are that you might expect. Now, if you're a Met fan or if you're a Yankee fan, you understand it's exhibition. All right? You understand that it's not as good and it's not as bad as it's going to be. It is probably somewhere in the middle. That's the healthy way to look at what you saw this weekend. Are the Yankees going to go out and just batter teams offensively? Well, they do have the capability. But once again, it's going to depend on the hot pitcher that they face. I mean, look at what they were able to do to the Mets this weekend, and tonight they only get two runs. So they can be dominant, and when you look up and down that lineup, you <laughs> it's pretty impressive, right? I mean – the long ball show that they put on against the Mets Sunday was impressive. There's no question about it. It was. And if you're a Met fan, you have some interesting things to try to figure out. You 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 still believe that offensively your team will be pretty good. Okay, despite the fact that you did not hit well against the Yankee pitching, which was pretty good this weekend. Despite the fact that you did not uh, come up big with runners in scoring position, despite the fact that from a defensive standpoint, you didn't look too good. There were some positives. Let's talk about the negatives first, right? Robinson Cano is a concern. And the reason why Robinson Cano is a concern is because he was a concern last year. And he's coming back and he looks sluggish. He looks slow. You you realize that he came back to camp late and so he's behind everybody else. And always, always in exhibition, the pitchers are ahead of the hitters. Always. So it's going to take him some time to catch up. It's going to take him some time to get his rhythm. It's going to take him some time to get his timing. I think he'll be okay. But right now, you wanted to see him give you something. And the two games against the Yankees, he couldn't do it. So hopefully over the next four days before the season opener against Atlanta, he'll find himself and get his timing, get some extra BP, get some workouts, and he'll be okay. Ioannis Cespedes is not getting you excited sprinting down to first base, is he? There's a concern. And so for me, in watching him right now running, he has DH written all over him. And I'm okay with him not trying to beat it down to first early in this season. I'm, I'm okay with it because I need him in the lineup. And to be honest, I'm concerned that if he puts too much strain 
on his legs, he's going to get injured and he's going to be sitting. And with 60 games in 67 days, you can't afford to have injuries. You can't afford to have him sitting down. So I'm, I'm in no rush to see him in the outfield. I've heard interviews all weekend. Well, you know, he's been doing some things in the outfield. I don't, I don't do me a favor. I don't want to see him in the outfield. Don't. Let him DH for now. As he gets loose, as he gets into a regular rhythm, as he gets into the daily rotation, as he gets into the daily everyday idea and program of what being a major leaguer is again for him. Remember, he hasn't played in a year. So for me, I need him to get into a rhythm. I need him to get going. But I don't need him in the outfield yet. Leave him as the DH. I'm good. Now, what I'm going to say to you is probably going to surprise you. But I'm honest. From what I saw from Batances and Jerry's Familia this weekend, if I could get those type of outings from them, I'm okay. If I can get those type of outings, innings-wise, from those two, and something more consistent from Diaz, the bullpen will be okay. I'm not saying it's going to be a lights-out bullpen. But I'm saying if I can get that type of production, that type of performance from them consistently, the bullpen will be good. Am I concerned about Robert Gasselman? Yes, I am. Because that's one less arm that is available for the bullpen. And when you start talking about back-to-back days, I don't know if Patances is ready to do back-to-back days. He didn't pitch, what, once last season? Twice, maybe? I don't know if you can use him back-to-back. Seth Lugo, I don't know if you're able to use him back-to-back. So when you start to look at your depth of your bullpen, and wanting to go consecutive days with certain relievers in certain positions, I'm concerned. But for those major guys who are somehow going to mix and match, and and I do believe that, you know, obviously right now you would say that Diaz is the closer and Batances is the eighth inning guy and Familiar is the seventh inning guy. You would probably say that, but it could be a bullpen by committee. It could be closer by committee. It could be who's closing today is not closing tomorrow because you got to space them out. You got to save arms. So that's a concern. Offensively, would I have liked to see a little better show from the Mets? Of course. But give credit to the Yankee pitching. It was outstanding. Uh, Montgomery looked excellent. If you're a Yankee fan and that's your fifth starter, the way he pitched, he looked really good. Jordan Montgomery looked really good. So, from the Yankee standpoint, it was they, – they're going to love playing at home, right? Because <laughs> they just hit the ball out of the ballpark. Voight over the center field wall. Judge had a couple. Stanton had home runs. Um, you know, just Sanchez had home runs. It was just, it was just balls leaving out of the ballpark. Domination. And – 
for the Mets. Jed Lowry, out. Now, I joked, and Alan Hahn laughed at me, pulled over in his car one night, hilarious, laughing, sent me a text of a bunch of LOLs. Because I said, I, I didn't even know what number he wore. Because he wasn't in uniform all year. I didn't even know. And then he popped up near the end of the season. And then here's when you knew you were in trouble to see if he was going, going to be able to play. He's playing with a knee brace. That's not good. And so he will start the season out. So he may not hit at all. And I think he makes what, $20 million this year? $20 million. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We'll get your thoughts on the Mets and Yankees over the weekend. 1-800-919-3776. Also, something that was really interesting to me. It's an ESPN study. Fan desire for return of sports has increased during the pandemic. Now, these results were from 1,003 people survey found that 78% of sports fans age 18 and older were in favor of sports resuming play despite restrictions on fan attendance, a double-digit increase from the previous poll that was conducted in mid-April. The second wave of the ESPN corona locked, coronavirus lockdown fan study was conducted nationwide June 23 through 26th. So with that in mind, here's our Twitter poll question tonight. At Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Which returning sport has received most of your attention this week? Which returning sport has received most of your attention this week? Is it the NBA with all the snitching under the bubble? Is it Major League Baseball because this, you've got preseason games again and you're watching and the season's going to start Thursday? Right here, Yankees Nationals on 98.7 ESPN. Is it the NHL, which is ready to start August 1st? And you start, you know, guys are in camp and they're on the ice and they're working out and you're trying to figure out locally, the Rangers are trying to figure out who their goaltender is going to be and stuff like that. Or is it the National Football League who are negotiating what constitutes both sides agreeing on health concerns for the coronavirus? Which returning sport has received most of your attention this week? NBA, MLB, NHL, or NFL? You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Which returning sport has received most of your attention this week? Is it the NBA, MLB, NHL, or the National Football League? At M.G. Hines says, Larry, honestly, it was soccer. The other football, not the NFL, the other football. MLS was on my mind this week. Which returning sport received most of your attention this week? You can weigh in right now via Twitter and also 1-800-919-3776. Also, your thoughts on Mets and Yankees over the weekend. What did you see? What did you like? How good was it to watch baseball again? How different was it for you to really see it Without the fans. Now, I know at City Field, they had some cardboard cutouts. Not so at Yankee Stadium. And did the crowd noise, that piped in. How did that work for you? Tell me what you liked and didn't like. Rick in the Bronx, you're batting leadoff on ESPN New York tonight. What's up, Rick? How's it going, Larry? Doing good, thank you, sir. What's up? Uh, nothing. I'll take leadoff. Uh, 
not <laughs> got to be happy that baseball is back, no matter what it is. But I'll take the Mets. You know, I know it's early. I know they didn't look that great against the Yankees, but it's way too early to even start worrying. Well, I will say this, Rick. I agree with you. It's way too early to start worrying. It is exhibition. You want to see what's going on. But I tell you something. For that offense to really click, I do think that Cespedes and Cano really have to produce. And, Rick, I'm not as concerned about Cespedes because I understand he took a year off. It's going to take him a little longer. Yes, he had long ball in practice and in in summer camp and all the stuff, and the swing looks great and whatnot. I get it. But I am a little concerned about Robinson Cano, and I'm concerned about him because I expected more from him last year. I expected him to come in with the the bat to be, you know, and watching him and covering the Yankees for his whole career. I I expected him to be a guy that the bat speed didn't slow down as much as I as much as it did, and it kind of makes me wonder if that was one of the reasons that he had, you know, the the substance the 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 steroid issue in the year where he was suspended. So coming back this year, Rick, I was looking to see, you know, if the bat speed was a little quicker and not yet. So I'm a little concerned about him. Yeah, but I I, I agree with you. Cespedes, to me, is the one we have to worry about. If we can get him back, he's a hitter. If we can get him back, he stretches our whole lineup out. He does, Rick. He really does. He does. What did you see from the bullpen? What did you see from the starters? Tell me. Uh, I mean – I was happy with uh, with that. Um, oh my God, I forget his name, but the new kid came in. But Familia and Diaz, we, we we need Familia in the seventh, and we need Diaz to be half of what he was in two years ago. Just mm-hmm. half, and I'll take it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, Rick, and thanks for the phone call. You look at how many games they lost for the Mets last year, and I'm just talking about – if they could have won half of the games that DeGrom started last year, they probably would have made the playoffs. Just the games that DeGrom started. Okay, just those games. If they could have gotten solid bullpen work from them, that would have been a big deal. So I, I'm just saying, I'm you know, it's early. It's exhibition. I'm not concerned about the team. Low concerned about Cano. Mo's in Queens. Hey, Mo, you're next on 98.7. What's up, Uncle Al? How's everything? Everything's good, Mo. What's going on? You know, before I answer your poll question, we got to start off with the mess. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so I don't know, breaking, not breaking news, but at the end of the weekend, you have my man Steve Cohen in the lead by the mess. How you feel about that? Say again about Steve Cohen? I said he's in the lead to Mets. How do you feel about that? Well, listen, um, we'll see how it goes. I, I I still know that the Wilpons would rather deal with A-Rod, J-Lo, and that crew, but we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see. I heard, they don't got, I heard they don't got enough dough, man. I heard they don't, you know, they don't got the we'll stuff. I know. You know so. I know, but, uh, but I do think that the Wilpons are a little concerned about the hedge fund situation because, you know, they got burned yeah. before. They got burned course, before, uh, man, so they're a little concerned. Before, two, two more things before I get to the poll with the Go. Mets. Uh, Jed Lowry, uh, you remember when we signed Jason Bay? Yeah, I do. 
Oh, man, that's his twin right there. You know, thank God we didn't sign him for an extra two more years, you know? that's his Listen, twin. but we got yeah, more out of Jason Bay. We got more out of Jason Bay, though, than we got out of Lowry. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, we, got, we got a lot of errors in, in, uh, in the right field with Jason Bay, but we're we, we trying to forget about him. And yeah. uh, with, Cano, with Cano laziness, you know, that's just Cano, man. I, I called you like two weeks ago, three weeks ago about this. Cano mm-hmm. is just a silky smooth guy, you know, he's nonchalant. And that's just how he plays baseball. You know, I'm scared a little bit. With the bat, though, because he does look, uh, he does look slow swinging the bat. You know that's a little concern. It makes sense because he's he's not with the steroids no more, so it does make sense that he's a little slow with the ball. But defensively wise, I'm not scared of Cano. You know he plays not to line, he plays smooth, and he's he's, he's going to fill this position pretty good. And you do have the option, Mo. If you know if his fielding gets really crazy, you know Cespedes gets a day off. You can DH him. Yes, yes, that, and that's a good thing. You know, Cespedes mm-hmm. deserves to be DH. We got DH in the NL this year. You know, luckily it fits us perfect, and, you know, he should play all 60 games DH. There's no reason he should play outfield. You know, his legs really? are not there. We we see it running. I was watching the ESPN telecast, Edward, Ed, uh, Eduardo Perez, I think uh-huh. that's his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's talking about how his legs are looking fresh, and he's happy that he ran down that first baseline, even when the umpire called him safe when he was out. I just, I just don't think that's good for his legs, man. Uh, it's not looking good with Cespedes. He should just be the DH. Uh, um, there's no rush for him to be in the outfield, Mo. Let's put it that no way. way. No rush. No way. And that goes the same with Stan. I feel like Stan is still a better defender than Cespedes. Mm-hmm. But that's the same with Stan. Right, with the NBA, with the poll question, I think NBA, you know, I, I can't wait for NBA. I feel like NBA is going to be the best for coming back too as well. You know, the bubble, they came back with the coronavirus being 0%. It does it all mm-hmm. players, everybody in the bubble. I feel like the NBA is safe with the bubble, so they're doing a good thing over there. And on top of that, they were like a week away before the coronavirus thing all shut down. They were like a week away from the playoffs. So I feel like the championship won't have an astro mark on it. Asterisk. You know, whoever wins the legit, yeah, asterisk. My fault. There you go. Thank mm-hmm. you, Larry. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like whoever wins the chip, you know, deserves it. It's a tough season. Have a good night, Larry. I'll call you Hi, Mo. Thanks. Thanks for checking in. I agree with you. It won't have an asterisk, but depending on who wins. Okay, let's say it's somebody you weren't expecting. Let's say it's it's Milwaukee. How does Milwaukee come out of the East? Because nobody's expecting Milwaukee to come out of the East, right? Nobody thinks that Giannis and his crew can beat either the Clippers or the Lakers. What if it's what if it's a Dallas Mavericks team? Yeah, I would say that as a Knicks fan, right? With Porzingis and Doncic, what if they what if they come back and win? See, then you might say it's an asterisk. So I agree with you; it won't be an asterisk if the normal people that you expect win. But if somebody that you didn't expect gets hot and wins, I think people are going to little asterisk there. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Charlie's in Woodside. Hey, Charlie, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry, how you doing? I'm doing great, Charlie. What's up? Okay, oh, well, Larry, over the weekend, I know last time, last time, McCoy, I'm not going to watch the game. Well, at the prisoner moment, I did watch. I know uh, you would. It's just, but, but Larry, just a half inning, though. And, of course, I saw the, um, yesterday's first inning when Judge has hit that one out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Larry, before I get to the Yankees, uh, do you think cops are heroes? Some are. I think some, some are. Some, some, some are, save lives. Some, they're, they're, some deliver looking, babies. Some are, yeah. 
But but they're not they're not real heroes. Real real heroes like real heroes are like like you know Byron Brian Stevens, the lawyer, uh, that kind of per- lawyer, um, firefighter, doctor. Those are real heroes. There's some exception, but. No, that's what we're saying the same thing. Yeah, so majority, I do think they are. You saw it because you saw the movie Changeling uh, by Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think you should. I'll recommend watching that. Now, okay. they'll tell the story how bad the police are, even back Some. in 1928. Some. The system and everything now in current days. But let's get mm-hmm. to the to the, what's going on with the, the Yankees. Yep. But first, uh, I got to get to two things. One on Judge. I know he had two home runs, and I don't know. I, I didn't saw the, the one today, but you know what I like about Judge Blair last night? Hmm. I, on that first inning, I love the fact that he pulled his hands in and barrels the ball up. When, that, when, when he does that, and that's, that means he, he's healthy. He's healthy. He's good. He's good. That's when he's at his best. We know he can drive the ball all over the ballpark. Mm-hmm. But especially fastball inside, off the inside and off the plate, when he pulls his hands in and hits the home run like that in the first inning of last night's game, that's that's a good sign. Yep, absolutely. That's a good sign. And second one is Larry. I know they're pumping crowd noise and everything. I don't know what you think, but for me, it's not the same. And it's the hype. I don't see the hype. It's told. It looks so totally fake. It doesn't get me into it compared to real cozy, natural, like you know, like you know, reactive of the fans. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I'm gonna be excited. I'm probably gonna watch it, but I don't know. I don't think I'm if I get excited unless they have real fans. And for personally, and by the way, Larry, year from today, what what is year from today? Uh, seven twenty 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 one. That's when Philadelphia Phillies come into town. When Joe Girardi comes return to town, because because I know Joe was there. Uh, he made his return, but come on, I, I want the I want to see the fans react. What kind of cheer they get? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not today. Joe Girardi that was not an official return because there was no fans to like you know cheer or boo him whatnot. So this is not an official return because I can't wait the fans to come back. Because it's not real. It's well, not- I'll say this, Charlie, I, and I know what you're saying. Thanks for the phone call. And I know that, that you miss the fans and you want the fans to be a part of it. I got it. But listen, this is, this is the adjustments that you're going to have to get used to for baseball this year. It's just like having a runner at second to start extra innings. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's going to be the regular deal after this year. I don't think they're going to continue to do that. But look at this year, Charlie, as an outlier year. It's a year that you experiment. It's a year that you try some certain things. It's a year that you see what happens. I mean, I don't know. Maybe teams have been pumping in crowd noise, and we didn't know they were pumping in crowd noise during uh, in baseball teams, in baseball games. Listen, we know they were doing it in the National Football League, and they got caught. You know, And, and I'm sure they do it in the NBA because there's some arenas I've been in where <laughs> – it wasn't that it wasn't that many people for it to be that noisy. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. 
So I understand what you're saying about Girardi. Yeah, it was different because he came back and there were no fans. And so you don't know what it was like and how it felt. Listen, for him, it was great because he didn't have to deal with that. And that's going to be the other part of this no fan thing. And that is in key moments of games, how are pitchers who get revved up because the fan gets them urged and they get an extra mile an hour on their fastball, an extra two miles an hour on their fastball. Sometimes a starter who he, he knows this is his last batter and that crowd is riding them. That crowd, he's riding that emotion. So that's going to be different. You're going to have to generate your own. So it's not just from you watching it. Come on, Charlie, you're going to watch. You're a Yankee fan. You're going to watch them. When they play Boston, you're going to watch. I don't care what you say, whether there's nobody in the stands or, or two people in the stands, you're going to watch because you're a fan. And when they get to the postseason, you're going to watch. If there's no fans then, and I don't know whether baseball will allow fans in at that time. I don't know. Listen, the, the COVID-19 pandemic changes day to day, hour to hour. So who knows what's going to happen in November? Maybe there'll be fans in there by then. I don't know. But there's certain things, there's certain teams, there's certain situations that you're going to turn on the TV and watch. And I think, uh, so when you said you watched them this weekend, I wasn't surprised because you had to see. You just wanted to see what was happening. Did Judge hit one? What did the team look like? I know. I got it. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, Uncle Larry? How you doing, big bro? I'm doing good, Buddha. What's happening? Hey, ain't nothing, man. Good day today, man. Was at um, Exit 30, Stratford, um, Lordship Seawall. We got about 24 Porgy. And four summer, oh. and four summer flounder. So we're doing wow. well. We're gonna see some people when we get home. You know, wifey's nice. behind the wheel. I, I, I had a little, I had a little, little bit of Johnny Walker. So wifey's behind the wheel. So good job. Home. You, you give, know how give, we do it. Give wifey our regards. Oh, any uh, listen, she loves you, man. My whole family loves you, mom. I mean, listen, <laughs> you know, listen, you, you, you are absolutely the man. But um, you know, listen, man. Um, first and foremost. Um, the gentleman that called before, he asked about um, uh, police officers, heroes, and then you said some, and I would have to agree. Uh, I have a good friend of mine who's a police officer, grew up with him, um, you know, maybe a year younger than me, and he, he actually saved a lady from being raped in progress in Harlem. He works at the, um, he works at the precinct right there by the Magic Johnson Theater. I don't want to shout his name out. You know, that's my boy. I love him to death. So, you know, there's definitely some good police officers, as there are as heroes of firemen, EMS, everyone. I think my father was one, too. So, you know, you know, it is what it is. I just want to throw that out there. Um, we, had, we had two tough losses, man. We had two tough losses, man. You know, two warriors in the black yeah. community. You know, C.C. Vivian and John Lewis. Mm-hmm. Just want to, you know, give my regards and appreciation to them. Funny story is, you know, I was talking to my son, you know, and, um, and one of his boys, you know, we had a very robust discussion about voting, whether it makes sense, whether your vote counts, blah, blah, blah. You know, then, you know, the deaths, and as those deaths came within, like, a short time period from each other, you know, of course, um, you know, they, they, they put on, you know, little testimonials and things like that. So my son did a little research, you know, and he, uh, he called me back. He had a little different opinion on the voting process. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, 
but then, you know, 2020 has been a tough year for the black community, definitely. It has. Uh, you know, with um with the with your poll question, um, I would have to go along with the majority. You know, in terms of major league be- major league baseball garnering the most attention. I mean, just simply for the fact of that is the barometer. You know, it's the first one out there. If they could pull it off, you know, maybe that could inspire hope that some of these other seasons get pulled off. You know, I'm still a little apprehensive about whether that's going to work out or not. But you know, it was good to see the guys out there on the field. You know, um, I'm a Yankee fan, lad. You know, um, and, and um. There's two things that, that that I'm thinking about with this season. Mm-hmm. First thing I'm thinking about is, um, you know, this 60 game season, it doesn't really help a team like us. Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're notoriously slow starting with our bats, you know, with this group of guys that we have here, and then also, um, you know, sometimes in recent memory, you know, our pitchers have gotten better as the year got got on, so we don't really have that much time. And, uh, and, you know, I'm hoping that that works out. But, you know, something like this tells you there's going to be a team out of left field that's going to win this. You know, just my gut feeling. Um, second thing I'm thinking about, well, maybe not as a Yankee fan, but just baseball-wise is, and I think you had touched on it a little earlier, um, that J-Lo and A-Rod being in the running. Listen, mm-hmm. let me tell you something. You know, growing up as a kid in the Bronx, and especially, you know, from the Soundview area of the Bronx, listen, I remember J-Lo being in that kid's Bay Boys Club. You know, being a dancer when we were young kids. You know, I always root for anybody, you know, that comes from the hood and, you know, does something that, you know, not, not I mean, she's done great things, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of her career and putting things together. And she always comes back to the boys' club every year and does some type of brunch for the young ladies. So, you know, I want to give her credit for that, too. But it was nothing would make me happier than to see the Bronx Latina getting that um, team ownership with whoever she has a partnership with, her and her husband. That that would make me very actually very happy. I think it would be a good thing for baseball, and it definitely be a good thing for the city. And all this other noise that you hear about how it's going to be some kind of show or something like that. Let me tell you something: the Mets need a show. The Mets <laughs> need people to come in there and want to, you know, and look at the Mets as an exciting team because you know sometimes we look at the Mets as like you know like the Knicks, which they're not. The Mets have been in the World Series a number of times. Yeah, you know, it lasts let's say twenty five to thirty years. Twenty fifteen. So, you know, <laughs> right? You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and they let Murphy go. That was a stupid move on their part. Just that mm-hmm. that, that totally broke up everything. That that was a dumb move. But anyway, you know, it, it, would, it would it would I think it would do great things for the Mets if J if J Lo A Rod. Now listen, I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I do favor um, J Lo a little bit more than A Rod because you know we know A Rod has been sort of a, like a phony guy. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I got to be honest with you, man. I think that that would be a good move all the way around, especially with what the climate of this country is. You know, just my personal opinion, man. I agree with you, uh, Buddha, and thanks for checking in. Arrive home safely. Um, and before I answer you, look, I thought that I was on the air saying that I understood why they didn't sign Daniel Murphy. Because they, I agreed with them that I wasn't sure that he could pull it off again. He was phenomenal, wasn't he? And then how how badly did he torture, torture us in Washington? Oh, it's just oh, so bad. But I, I, I was one of those. I, I made the mistake. I raised my hand. I did. I raised both of them. I, I didn't think, you know, I thought it was, if they had a choice to sign either Murphy or Cespedes, I was like, give me the power hitter. 
I didn't, I wasn't convinced that Daniel Murphy was going to be that guy that would continue to do that from here on out. So, you know, I admit it. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I am. Um, yeah, I, I, and I understand what you're saying about what J-Lo and A-Rod would bring to the table. I, I understand your feelings about Alex, but I'm looking at him from a baseball perspective of a guy who knows the game. And he knows the game. Now, you know, has he, you know, personality, quirks, so on and so forth. You know, I understand it. I've, I've heard all the knocks, heard all the criticisms about him, you know, and he hasn't helped his matters in a lot of cases. But I will say, here's the one thing that you can't dispute. He knows the game. And it's great to have an owner who knows the game. It would be great because it just changes everything. It does. It changes how your organization is set. It would be fabulous. You know, and I'm not saying that if, if they don't get it, that you can't hire a baseball person. There's plenty of baseball people around. There are. There's a number of great minds in baseball that if you if they don't get the ownership deal, that you bring them in. Somebody, whoever does get it, whether it's Cohen, whether it's the group with the Devils, you bring them in. But it's just perfect to know that you've got a baseball guy as the owner. It just does. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Still have time to weigh in on our Twitter poll question. Which returning sport has received most of your attention this week? Is it Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, National Football League, or the NBA. To the phones we go. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. He's next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Trey. What's going on, Larry? Everything is good, sir. How are you? I was doing good until your last caller. What's his name? Buddha from the Bronx? Is that his yes. name? Yes. I, I thought we was family. Who uh, he, going, he going fishing without me? <laughs> did I hear that man say he went and got porgies? Yes, he did. Larry, does anything go better with porgies and some grits on them like on a Sunday morning? Oh no, man, no. Larry, Larry, no. the only problem with porgies is the bones. Only yeah, all, and there's lots of them. So many, it's like eight thousand. <laughs> it damn near takes away from the experience of catching the fish. It's right. But I'm mad. I am upset with Buddha right now. I hope he's listening. He he better take a shot for me. I know wifey's driving, so he good. I'm done with Buddha right now. We got beef. <laughs> it's official. We have a problem. We definitely have an issue. <laughs> nah, that's my man, Buddha. One love to Buddha, man. Uh, yeah, I, I was, I was like, wow. He had a bunch. He didn't just get yeah. one or two. Nah, that, that's what I'm, <laughs> man. Yo, so you know when you, that's just like any sport, Larry. You got to ride the hot hand. He had the hot hand today. Yeah, that's right. So you got, man. You might have been right there, like, yeah, yeah, go in, son, go in. <laughs> that's right. Wow. As long as I don't got to clean them, we good. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, We we good money as long as I don't got to clean them. That's for sure. That is for sure. All right. You ready to go to work, Larry? Yes. All right. Let's do it. All right. So first, before we do our shout out, let us also remember Jacqueline Towns. Okay. She would have been 59 years old today. And, of course, I am referring to the mom of Carl Anthony Towns who lost her life because of the coronavirus. So we're right, thinking of right. her today at 59. Now, right. 
Moving on to our hospitals, Trey. There are a number of Cohen Children's Hospital locations in Norfolk, in uh, Suffolk, and Nassau County. Cohen okay. Children's Medical Center. There's a number of them all on the all on Long Island, and here's what they have been really locking in on: the multi-system inflammatory syndrome. You remember that? That's the Absolutely. inflammatory condition that's linked to the novel coronavirus and primarily affects children a lot on parents minds right now they've been doing what they can they've been researching it they've been battling it they are doing everything they can to better understand the condition to treat the children it affects and of course to educate parents most importantly Trey on what to look out for so we shout out those folks who are doing the great work there at those hospitals the doctors the nurses all the folks, even the scientists in the background, and, and you know, yeah, who you don't man, see. Yeah, man, they're working hard, Larry. They're working who, like it's game seven, baby. Exactly, who are trying to find mm-hmm. out what causes this and, and also working on vaccines for all these all these related viruses to the coronavirus. So we shout them out tonight on ESPN New York tonight. Yeah, absolutely, Larry. I, I definitely double that up. I mean, that's, yeah. And, and we're creeping on that season for the kids that, you know, quote-unquote air quotes go back to school. So, Yep. You know, these are things that, that, that you know, these, these doctors are going to be on the forefront trying to help these kids, whether that's through vaccination, whether that's through just education and educating them on mask wear and how to wear them and things like that. We have, we're going to have to educate ourselves on the fly here, man, Larry. None yep. of us, none of, uh, I, unfortunately, none of us saw this coming. Well, some of us right. did, but, but a lot of us didn't. So, yep. you know, we, we're, we're, everything is on the fly right now. So, yeah, I definitely second yours tonight. So I um, definitely want to shout them out. Um, I'm going to stay in the Lone Star State tonight, Larry, at Ascension Mm -hmm. Seat Medical Center out in Austin, uh, really trying to slow this spread, man, Uh, trying to get these numbers down. And they're doing a great job out there. So I wanted to shout them out. I actually have a friend that works in the, um, in the, um, what's the department? The department where they uh, get the meals ready for the seniors. So I want to shout them out tonight, let them know we're thinking about them, man. This is a a hard time for us down here, so really trying to slow this spread. And they're doing an awesome job up there. The numbers are looking a little bit better than they were a week ago. So we just want to keep that energy going, you know what I'm saying, and just keep the spread down, man. And just, you know, ban those those, those mask laws, man. And they're laws, man, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? They're laws. Enough of these chin strap mask wearers, man. That's not what it's for. That's right. You know, it's not to be worn on your chin or not covering your nose. It's you got you know, there's things that we gotta do, man, and there's things that we can do. So just wanted to shout them out tonight, let them know what we're thinking about. And one other thing. Uh huh. Dwight Howard. Right. Come on, Dwight. Yeah. I understand that that and there's great news that three hundred and forty plus folks NBA players were tested and nobody has the virus. That's outstanding. That is outstanding, yeah. That's outstanding. That means the bubble is working. Dwight Howard, put a mask on. Come on. Don't, I don't want to hear that, well, you know, why we have to wear a mask? There's nobody here that has it. Dwight Howard, put a mask on. Yeah, you're right, Larry. I had a I had a Twitter problem with him a couple of years ago, man. You know, so he actually he actually got back at me on Twitter. So oh, yeah? we, went, really? we went at it. We went at it pretty good. We went at it pretty good. Got a, <laughs> got a few got a few followers off of that dude. So appreciate oh, it. Okay. Shout out to Dwight Howard. You <laughs> sucker anyway. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, but still, man, put a mask on. Yeah, and daring the NBA to 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 to, you know. Uh, chastise him for put a mask uh, on. Yeah, don't make don't make me call my man Buddha up there and get a couple of cats from Soundview to make you put that mask on. Don't make Absolutely. me do that. 
with him? I just you know you know, you, you know to answer your poll tonight, Larry. To be yes. honest with you, it's it's baseball right now because that's what's in your face. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, when hockey comes back, yeah, I know you're gonna get they're gonna get a lot of new fans too. They are. They definitely and, are. And, and, and you know, like I know, playing nothing like playoff hockey. No, nothing like no. playoff hockey. Hey, nothing no. like it. So I think that Major League Baseball now, of course, but as soon as the NBA come back, then they're going to, you know what I mean? They're going to get their fans back and everything, too. So I think that this is one of them polls that you won't really be able to tell until all of them come come back. But Mm -hmm. it was definitely good to watch some baseball, man, and just kind of get back into that and the crowd and everything. That's that's fine. Hey, we all started off playing like this. Yeah, really. This is how we all started playing off. You were, wasn't there 60,000 people in, in that park? Larry, did you have 60,000 people when you was in the street playing stickball? I know no. I didn't. Nope. We made like we did. We cupped our hands over our mouth and we did the noise and all that. We, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, we, we you were know? the first people to pump in crowd noise. Absolutely. That, <laughs> hey, and some were more creative than others. <laughs> Spitting all over That's the right. place. Get out of here. <laughs> One thing correct. I did notice too. One thing I did notice too, Larry. David mm-hmm. Garcia is like Marcus Stroman size. He's really small. He is. Yeah, he is. He's not ready for the major leagues either. He's got to go work some. He's not ready. He wasn't yeah. ready for people not in the in the stand. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I mean, he's going to be a good talent, but he's still no got to get in the oven and cook a little bit better. He ain't done yet. He's yeah. not. He. I don't think he's ready for major league hitters yet. I think but, they'll figure him out really quickly. But that's why you want to bring him up in this scenario. Yeah. So he gets his feet wet. He understands it. it. Yeah. Yep. And then when you go back, you know what they got to work on. Yes. Yes. And he's not that far because he has the, he has the, the, you see it there. You see what, you you see what he's going to be able to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. I really didn't, you know, maybe because we haven't seen him in a while. I forgot how small he was. Yeah. Really little guy. Yeah. So I mean, he probably gonna have to be ran back like on some Pedro because Pedro's a little guy. Yep. You know well, that was that was little, the natural so. comparison. Yeah. And when, so and when you saw him tonight, you said, "Oh yeah, that uh, that's why." Yeah, I forgot. That's why. Right. Talk about Pedro. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, yeah, to see these guys back in the box, man, doing what they do, man. Yeah, it was it was, it, you know, it's different, but it was definitely fun to watch the guys, man. It really yeah. was, man. And I, and and I, I they picking up right where they left off as far as I'm I'm concerned, man. But the Mets, they got a lot of work to do. Yes, got a lot yes, of work to do. Yes, you know, and and not a lot of time to get it done. You can't get off to a slow start. Nah, man, nah. That that I mean, you you lose your first two series, man. You in a whole hole. Yeah, you know, there's a yeah. hole, and then there's a whole hole, Larry. They don't want to do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's too much pressure. You don't want to do that. That mask will get tight around Rojas' face. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> They'll I get know. tight, Larry. I know. Yeah. And listen, this is not an easy job for him. This is not an easy no. season. This is, no. you know, th- 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 there's there's better ways to break in as a rookie manager in the major leagues. <laughs> oh, yeah, and and I mean, especially coming in like this. Oh, yes, I know. Yeah, I know. You like, man. Let's just let's just wait. Let's just wait. Let me <laughs> let me really get it because you know his chops are there to, to manage this team. Oh, right? absolutely, because he's managed he's a lot of them in the minors. His father and what he did in the minor league. Yes. And his father is Felipe Alou. You know, can't fail with this. I understand everybody who they wanted and what we brought in and had to get rid of because of stupid Astros and the Red Sox and all that. Mm-hmm. But 
you might have fell upon a gem right here. I know everybody wants AJ Hinch when he come off suspension. I don't want him. You might you, you might thank you. You might you might have run up on a gym with Rojas, but it's predicated on the team that they're going to build around them. Larry, you got to put these guys in positions to make them better. I don't want. I really don't want. I don't know how much you want to see. How much do you want to see Cespedes in the field, man? I don't. I just want to see him. I'm good. I just want to see him DH, and I'm straight on that, man. Yeah. I mean, it's the Cespedes rule this I, year. I I'm good. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I'm good with the he was pulling rule. up on base hits, Larry. He was pulling up on base hits on Saturday night while I was watching I the game. He pulled. He's yeah. pulling up like he on them horses, man. I'm telling you, he ain't ready to play yet. No, and he and and the and the sad thing what that shows you is Trey. And thanks for the phone call. We'll talk again. What that shows you very simply is he doesn't have confidence in his physical well-being with his legs and his feet right now. That's why you're seeing him do that. He knows he doesn't. He knows that the ball gets past him. It's good. It's going to take him a while to get there. <laughs> So I respect that. He knows. And what that means is don't rush him out to the field if you don't need him. You have a DH. This is a blessing. You don't have to have him out there. David Cohen, we had it in Top Stories when he was on the Michael K show earlier today, talked about the issues. One of the issues with the Mets is their defense. Because they, they because of offense, they tried to put people in different positions and they'll sacrifice the defense for the offense. And I think they have enough offense that they don't have to do that this year. Okay, we had Jeff McNeil in the outfield. You don't need to have Jeff McNeil in the outfield. Second or third. That's where you need him. And I think Alonzo, who who everybody was talking about, well, he needed a lot of work at first. He didn't need that much work at first base. I thought he played a solid first base last year. So, obviously, you know, I think Cano will come around defensively. You know, Rosario, pretty good at short. The outfield is a concern. Okay, it is. Let's face it. From an arm standpoint, I mean, you got guys that can go get it, but the arms are not strong in the outfield. So, you know, that's a concern. But for me, I don't need Cespedes in the outfield, please. DH, perfect. Perfect. Best place for him. Which returning sport has received most of your attention this week? Major League Baseball wins going away. Strong second place for the National Hockey League. And also on top stories tomorrow will be hopefully a decision from the Toronto Raptors as to where they're going to play. A number of uh, cities have offered them refuse because Canada's saying, you can't play here. We want nobody from the states coming up here with that coronavirus. No. So... You know, Detroit, I, of course, is an option. New York is an option. I'm sure the governor is like, Larry, be quiet. I don't want other, we got enough folks coming in and out of here. I don't need more. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but there's other teams. I know Baltimore is interested. So we'll see what happens. But that's going to be uh, fascinating to find out what happens with the Toronto Blue Jays. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York tonight. We thank you for joining us. Giselle, Joe, Kyrie, thank you very much. It's Sports Center all night on 987 ESPN New York.